Well, as we announced earlier this morning, we'll be having a, a special service, which also changes up a little bit of our morning order. And so, as part of this installation service, we would like to this morning to share a little bit of a history of Grace Bible Fellowship, as brief as it may be, and just some of the events and timeline that occurred to bring us to where we are here today. And this morning we will be celebrating a very important step in the history of Grace Bible Fellowship. The step of installing formerly, formally, Pastor Mike Hovland as the pastor of this church and this body. This is a huge step in any church's life. The filling of the elder roles is a critical one. And is a step that we at GBF have always taken very seriously as well. One of the foundational goals of our church plant was to pursue all things regarding the establishment of this local church with a clear objection to submit to the authority and the sufficiency of Scripture. Grace Bible Fellowship held their first service in the Northern Lights Recreation Center upstairs in the hall over there on March 10th, 2019 with seven families in attendance that morning. In the approximate five weeks leading up to that service, several families had recognized the need for the establishment of a church with a strong focus on biblical doctrine. And over the following weeks, after the March 10th service, more families started attending. And by the fourth service, there were 75 people attending our small church plant. Over the following months, much counsel, much counsel was sought in the area of church planting, and a steering committee was established consisting of five men and tasked with overseeing the direction of the church, pulpit fill, establishing leadership for Grace Bible Fellowship, and among numerous other tasks and responsibilities that came with pursuing a church plant. Early on, it was identified by this group that in order to build a healthy church, a strong emphasis must be placed on seeking and establishing strong biblical leaders in the office of elders. We identified five focus points essential to a healthy church that then helped to direct and inform our decisions. These five focus points you'll see on the banners that we place outside the door every Sunday morning. The first one being expository preaching. Expository means to explain or to describe something. So to preach in such a manner as to not just read God's word, but to explain it, to describe it. You see, and we hear Pastor Mike so often, what we try to attempt to do in our preaching in our church is to explain the text, explain the details, the context, the history, so that we can grasp a better picture of what God's word is saying and teaching to better draw application from that that is pertinent to our current day and current lives. This is why we focus on preaching books of the Bible. And we go through books of the Bible as our general practice of preaching. The second point on that list was discipleship. Discipleship, teaching the doctrines of Scripture to those who attend the church. One-on-one discipleship, group discipleship. The Great Commission, Jesus Christ tells us that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Him. Go therefore, make disciples. 
Then he gives us the instruction of what that looks. He qualifies that command by baptizing them and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. So as we make disciples, we seek to baptize believers. We seek to teach them all that Christ has commanded in his word. And this was a focus on discipleship that we established. The third one is biblical counseling. As a church body, we wanted to focus on biblical counseling in our practice. To offer counseling based on the truths found in God's Word. To offer counseling that is informed by the truths of God's Word. And to instruct in such a manner and not be misled by a lot of modern thought and uh, feelings but to focus on God's Word and to seek practical ways to graciously and lovingly apply those to the struggles and hardships that we face. The fourth point that we had established was evangelism. To share the good news of Jesus Christ. To proclaim this good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Christ. That Jesus Christ died on the cross and bore our sins and the wrath of God was then placed on him as our mediator as he took our sin and he took the just punishment and then likewise he took sin who knew no sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. So in this good news we evangelize the lost. We proclaim the good news in our church and our community and abroad as our church continues to grow. And the fifth point that we focused on was missions. To pursue and support the planting of local churches with qualified leaders. To establish a biblical philosophy of missions in such a manner that all that we do and all that we then support is as God has mandated us in his word. And it was with these five focus points in mind and with much prayer that the decision was made to apply to Grace Advance. Grace Advance, as most of you know, helped connect like-minded churches with pastors trained at the Master's Seminary. And in October of 2019, Grace Bible Fellowship was officially accepted into the Grace Advance program. It was at this time where... Amanda and myself, as well as another couple from our church, were attending Grace Life Church in Edmonton. One Sunday morning, we were there to visit with the intent of contacting Pastor Mike Hovland, whom I had the privilege of briefly meeting on several other occasions of visiting that church. And he had interacted with, just briefly, via social media and some other areas. But the goal was then to approach Pastor Mike or Pastor James Coates and talk about our church plant and to see if any help could be offered in regards to maybe coming out for a weekend of preaching, and just to support us in that manner. Prior to that, I should back up a little bit, within the first several weeks of planting Grace Bible Fellowship, I had reached out to Pastor Mike, and he graciously ignored my message or never received it, would probably be the more accurate representation, right? So I reached out to him through social media where we had messaged before, but at this point he had kind of 
stepped away from that, and so he never received that message. It was just a message kind of describing our church plant here and our desire and seeking for some counsel, if they'd be willing to offer us some counsel. That would have been in March of 2019, October 2019, fast forward half a year, and we're standing in the Isle of Grace Life visiting about this church plant. And Pastor Mike informed me that the week prior to our visit, he had announced to the elders at Grace Life Church that he had decided to move on and seek a church to pastor. And so I would say, by God's providence, he never got that message and couldn't get scared off in the months to come. (laughs) But just the timing of all that was so encouraging. And at this point, he had heard of a Grace Advanced Church plant as Dale Shigel, who was working with Dr. Carl Hargrove at the time in the Grace Advanced program, had reached out to them and asked questions if they knew anything about this church plant in northern Alberta, to which they responded no. And I think the response was going on to Google Earth, Googling Lacrete, Alberta, seeing this dot go somewhere up into the middle of nowhere, losing track of it, and probably hitting end and closing that page and moving on. (laughs) But I remember Pastor Mike telling me, and I think this is a good representation of his heart, that when you Google a a town name on on the map and you see it there, it's, it's a little speck in the middle of nowhere. But when we were standing there talking, I remember him telling me, now there's faces to this church plant. There's people, there's a need, there's, there's people, men, women, and children, families who are in need of a shepherd. And the next morning, we left that Sunday afternoon very encouraged. And the following morning, I think we spent about three, three and a half hours on the phone discussing the ins and outs, the struggles, the trials of, of church planting, of this church, of this body, the goals and the desires we had. And by God's grace, he implanted a love and a desire in Pastor Mike's heart as well as in Jody's for this community, for these people. And through the Grace Advance program, he brought Pastor Mike and Jody came up in November of 2019 to candidate formally for the pastoral role of Grace Bible Fellowship. December of that year, the steering committee unanimously voted to recommend Pastor Mike as the pastor of Grace Bible Fellowship and made that recommendation to the church body. And Pastor Mike was officially voted in as the first pastor of Grace Bible Fellowship. February 1st, a mere 11 months After seeking to plant a church, give or take maybe a week or two, Pastor Mike formally joined our church as the pastor, and his family had moved up in the previous weeks leading up to that. And the Lord had blessed us in that first year. In Mike Hovland, we felt we had found a man with the same conviction and desire to submit to God's Word and all things as had been expressed multiple times in the establishment of our church. And under his guidance, the steering committee, now consisting of seven men, including Pastor Mike, worked on establishing our statement of faith, or what we teach section in our bylaws, 
our church bylaws, our membership requirements. And many, many hours were put in doing paperwork and filling out forms by members of this group. And a lot of work was put in. At this point, I want to personally reach out or speak to Pastor Mike. You have exampled a conviction and a dedication to the Word of God, one that all of us can learn from and follow. The last three and a half, four years has not always been easy. There has been a lot of joy. There's been some hardship. We appreciate your leadership through these times and the work that you have done. As I stated earlier, our focus was to build a firm conviction on the Word of God and then to stand on that. And Pastor Mike, you have done so in many areas, and in many times. It is a joy for me personally to consider you my shepherd, my pastor, but also my mentor and a friend. In that, I can affirm Pastor Mike's dedication to the Word of God. And I can assure each one in this congregation that no decision has been made lightly on his part in any point in time in his role as our pastor. He has sought the Word of God many, many times. We have conversed via phone calls or over lunch or over coffee or as a steering committee as he has wrestled through many areas of church planting and he has sought to lead our church well and he has sought to do so to the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. And Pastor Mike, we appreciate that, and we thank you for your commitment in that regard. You have sought to carry on the same focus points that I addressed earlier that we had. It has brought unity, and it has given direction. Thank you. You have exemplified a commitment to sola scriptura, It is not merely a slogan, it is a way of life to commit to the Word of God and the Word of God being your ultimate authority, and we thank you. In closing, we are excited to see how the Word, how the Lord, sorry, will use us going forward. We continue to stand by the doctrinal conviction set forth in our statement of faith. We know and trust that the Lord will bless the teaching and preaching of His Word to the salvation of sinners and the sanctification of the saints. To Him be the glory. Thank you. And at this time, we've had several pastors be gracious and send us some videos. And so we've put them together. And so for the next moment, we will hear them. And then Pastor Jason will come up with a sermon. Greetings, Grace Bible Fellowship. What a blessing it is to address you this Lord's Day as Mike Hovland is installed as your pastor. So thrilled that your church is taking this step. I've had the blessing of 
knowing Pastor Mike for a number of years now, as he was our associate pastor, as you know. And even to this day, we are benefiting from his work in the life of our church. The ministries that he has developed are continuing to thrive. And so his fingerprints remain, even as he ministers up north in Lacrete. And so I commend him to you. I'm not sure you could have a pastor who is more committed to the glory and honor of God. He is going to preach the word and to do so with the honor and glory of Christ in view to your edification, to prepare you for that day when you will enter into glory and all of the blessings and promises that are ours in Christ come to their full fruition. And so, Mike, if I could exhort you, I would just say this. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. What a joy it is to minister to you this day. May God be glorified and may you be edified as he continues to build his church in the advancement of his kingdom. Hi, Pastor Mike, and dear brothers and sisters in Christ there at Grace Bible Fellowship Church. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Greetings from Grace Fellowship Church. We're located in the Lakeland, Vermilion, and Lloydminster areas of the province, and we want to convey our warmest congratulations to you all on your special installation day. We pray that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to be lifted up and made manifest in both your church and the surrounding area of Lacrete. For those of you who don't know me, I am Paul Clausen, and I serve currently alongside Pastor Howard Brown at Grace Fellowship Church. Prior to this, I served at Grace Life Church as a pastor, and it was there where I had the great privilege and the pleasure of getting to meet and come to know Mike and his family over the years since then. As most of you all likely know, Pastor Mike joined us at Grace Life in Edmonton right out of seminary. He jumped right into ministry with us in January of 2016, and over the following months, Mike demonstrated his suitability for ministry in many ways, and he exemplified the best qualities of a gifted and faithful pastor. It was with great joy that we formally installed Mike as a fully qualified staff pastor elder on November 6th of 2016. I don't believe it's really necessary for me to recount to you all the various skills, talents, gifts, and personal qualities that Mike possesses that qualify him as a pastor since he has served alongside you for a fair amount of time now. I know that his work, effort, and enthusiasm for building the church there locally in the Crete speak for themselves. I also know that his experience at Grace Life and the various programs and ministries that he led and served in there have all contributed towards his equipping and being a good and faithful servant of Jesus Christ. I heartily and joyfully commend Pastor Mike to you without any hesitation or reservation. Mike, as Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 verses 12 to 16, he notes, he says, let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, and purity, show yourself an example to those who believe. Until I come, give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation and teaching. 
Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through the prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. Take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. May our Heavenly Father richly bless you as you faithfully follow his ordinances and strive to live lives holy and pleasing unto him until either our Lord Jesus returns or we are called home to be Greetings from Pastor Howard Brown at Grace Fellowship Church in Vermilion, Alberta, Gandak, Wibistu. Uh, wanted to congratulate Mike on his installation. Mike has been a wonderful friend and a sterling expositor, and uh, we're really looking forward to what the Lord has for him there. God bless. Hey, uh, Grace Bible Fellowship. My name's Pastor Tim Wilson. I'm the pastor of Grace Bible Church in Innisfail, Alberta, uh, also a fellow Grace Advanced Church. And it's a privilege and blessing to be able to just share a quick uh, video with you uh, this morning. It's been a blessing to come and visit you a couple of times and preach in the last couple of years. And certainly a blessing and privilege to know Pastor Mike and the opportunity to uh, just say something on this special occasion for him and ultimately for the church. Uh, I've known Pastor Mike since he first started uh, at Grace Life in Edmonton. Uh, we weren't attending the church at the time, but he was living in my in-laws place when he first moved to Alberta. Uh, then it was just a couple of months later that we and my family and I started attending Grace Life in Edmonton. Uh, and pretty quickly after that, I remember sitting on a couch uh, with Mike in my home talking about seminary. And he uh, very clearly articulated the importance of picking a good seminary and challenged me to consider um, the call to ministry and also to uh, really encourage me to go to the master seminary. And so it was months later that I uh, began studies at the master seminary in LA, uh, continued in touch with Mark over the years of my study, and then as I moved back to Alberta to pastor, um, that was at the beginning of 2020. And so since then, Pastor Mike and I have uh, been in touch every couple of weeks, praying for each other. I've asked him lots of questions, uh, thankful for his wisdom and counsel. And it's been yeah, a blessing to have his support through my ministry experience and uh, just yeah I want to encourage and challenge him to continue in the ministry that he's called to. Uh, I'm preaching through First Timothy at the moment and so there's so much in there that Pastor Mike is applicable uh, for you as you continue in the ministry as Paul really challenged Timothy to persevere and remain on in Ephesus. Uh, may that be the charge that you too would receive from the Lord to persevere, to remain on in that which he's called you to, to remain strong in the faith, to fight the good fight of faith, uh, to teach that which is true, to protect the church from false doctrine. Uh, may you pay, pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching and just continue to uh, serve the Lord in the role and capacity that he's called you to 
to remain above reproach to a man who is a good steward of your time and and resources and loves and cares for your family uh to be an example to the flock and um for the church up there i yeah just commend to you pastor mike i know he has a heart not just to preach the word but to shepherd the flock and to care for you guys to uh, point you toward christ to uh, uphold scripture as the authority uh, in his life in the life of the church and in your lives personally and knowing there's been some challenges in the past year uh, again i would just affirm that he's a man that stands by the conviction uh, of the word of god and what it teaches to the point that he is willing to sacrifice uh, his future to um, forsake the reputation of man if that would mean uh, honoring and being faithful to the Lord and so in first Timothy also it speaks of uh, pastors elders being held in high regard and especially those who are giving attention to uh, preaching and teaching and to receive double honor and so I just exhort you to honor him to respect him to encourage to love he and his family uh to be praying for them and yeah truly to give the honor uh that he deserves as a man of god as the shepherd that the lord has appointed for this time and season for the church in the crete and may god be glorified through the continued ministry in the crete and may that expand beyond the Crete into the nations. God bless. Well, good morning, Grace Bible Fellowship. Jake Spence here of Grace Life Church of Edmonton. Let me tell you that it is a privilege for me to be participating in this way in this installation service this morning for your beloved pastor. I first met Mike in March of 2020 at the Shepherds Conference, and his heart for the church immediately became apparent to me. He desired to see the right man fill the associate pastor role at Grace Life Church, a church that he remained on as elder, even while having already moved to La Crete and begun his pastoral ministry there. Then in May of 2020, as I spoke with him over the phone, he displayed his great wisdom as he described some of the benefits of becoming an associate pastor and the things that he had gleaned from his time at Grace Life Church. It was greatly encouraging to me, personally encouraging even. And again, his pastoral heart shone through even through that conversation. In the early months of my pastoral ministry after arriving here in Alberta, Mike and Jody together with their boys came and visited us in Devon staying with us for an hour or two, and again, desiring to know how the start of my pastoral ministry was, caring for the the people at Grace Life Church, and just to be an encouragement. And it was a great encouragement to my whole family. But I think the most impactful meeting that I've had with Mike came in February of 2021. Now, let me set this up for you. You'll know that I believe that one of the marks of a healthy church is how she responds to persecution. 
And you recall that in the early months of 2021, as our beloved pastor went to jail, the federal government and the provincial government utilizing AHS, the RCMP, mainstream media, and the general public came up against our church, a church that Mike remained on as elder. And on February 17th of 2021, Mike made a trip all the way down to Edmonton for an emergency elders meeting that's happening just days after our beloved pastor was put in jail. And again, the love, the concern, the care that Mike had for us as he, we know in his ministry, was standing resolute and preaching sermons directly into the situation but also desiring to come and stand shoulder to shoulder with us as we face that persecution. It's something I will never forget. <clears throat> and certainly a, a, an evening that that um, his presence was very much appreciated and his godly wisdom served to strengthen us. Well, when I think of Mike, when I think of you, I think of Paul's words to the Ephesians elder, Ephesian elders in Acts 20, verse 24, but I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus to testify solemnly of the gospel of the grace of God. Well, Mike, as you preach Christ and him crucified, I pray that the Lord would use your gospel ministry to add to the increase of his kingdom. Now, Grace Bible Fellowship. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes, He gave some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Now, this is my desire for you, even as God has provided you with this pastoral provision, according to his grace, that you would recognize and utilize Pastor Mike on a daily basis. I'm so thankful for his ministry up in Lacrete. And again, I just pray that all glory goes to Christ in and through this installation service. God bless. Greetings, everyone. Hi, Mike. Hi, Grace Bible Fellowship. This is Mike Riccardi from Grace Community Church. Um, I'm a pastor here. I've been the pastor of local outreach for over 11 years, and I'm also a professor of theology at the Master's Seminary. And I knew Mike uh, during his time in seminary uh, because I think we probably had a class or two together, but... Uh, um, if not, then he was my intern in local outreach for two years, and he also lived uh, in the same apartment complex as me and, and my wife, he and his family did. And uh, we spent a lot of time together, even just because we were carpooling into the church and the seminary together, since we were going to going from and going back home to the same spot. And uh, those were memorable times of uh, sweet fellowship, of conversations about things that mattered. But yeah, Mike was, was my assistant for two years. And uh, I think up until that time, served me better than just about anybody else in my life, aside from my wife. I mean, he was uh, just a, an awesome right-hand guy who loved the Lord, loved the truth, loved the church, and was willing to as I've often said, 
you know, cut off his right arm and hand it to you if it was what you needed. Um, I, I miss that fellowship with him uh, day in and day out ever since he left uh, all those years ago. But uh, my affection for him has not cooled. And uh, I always look forward to the times where I get to see him again. Usually that's around Shepherd's Conference, but uh, I'd love for that to be sometime a little bit, some, some more frequent time. In any case, uh, to the saints there at the church, you are, you are getting a, a wonderful pastor. I think those of you there do know that. I think that uh, th- this is a, a man that God's hand is on, that he, a man whom God has called uh, to follow after Christ, uh, to preach the word of God, to preach the gospel of Christ, and to disciple the saints unto the glory of Christ. And um, you've known you've known already in the years that he's been there of his commitment uh, to Jesus and to the church, and um, you will continue to grow in the knowledge of that commitment because he's a man who, who loves you and who loves the truth and wants to see you uh, presented complete in Christ. And uh, I just um, I wish that I could be there with you guys to celebrate this event in person. Uh, I wish, Mike, I could give you a big hug and, and maybe even preach or give you some sort of charge. But the charge that I would give, uh, you've already heard and heeded, I think. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, continue to do those things, continue wherein you have learned and become convinced. You know, this is uh, this is such a sweet, sweet blessing of a life that we get to have, to be called not only into fellowship with Christ, but then to be called into the ministry of the proclamation of him and his gospel. It's just a double blessing. And you and I, who were worthy for the, uh, for the dung heap, you and I who are worthy for hell, uh, and the anger of God, the wrath of God for eternity, now doubly blessed over uh, in a superabundant kindness. I would just say, you know, even in the difficult days, even when they're long and even when it's hard to even be alone in the chair studying and, and, and preparing, uh, even when, you know, the saints are slow to follow the word or when sanctification uh, is stalling in many, no matter how hard you plead or pray, uh, you, you just stay faithful. You just keep trusting the ordinary means of grace and you keep begging God for strength. And uh, I believe he says you'll have it. And uh, then laid up for you is the crown of life uh, that you will receive along with all who love his appearing. So don't grow weary in, in well-doing. Keep your hand to the plow, love and enjoy Jesus in his people, and preach the word. Well, GBF, I want to bring one more commendation. I'm blessed to be able to do it in person, and doubly blessed to do so out of the word of God. Uh, So that's what we're going to endeavor to do. First and foremost, it is just so very good to be here. I just come basically behind those men, blessed to be able to be the one in person here with you today. Um, it's been comment on, commented on already, the distance that we've come. In fact, Mike's neighbor uh, gave me uh, quite a, a comment about, wow, you've come all this way from Ontario, and you've done it twice to be with the Hovlands. And 
my response to him is what I want to share with you. Just simply say, it's easy. It's very, very easy. You know, I'm reminded as I look out on you, GBF, and here you are in that little pin drop in the northern Alberta. Like, where are we north? I'll tell you where we are right now. One of the very few places where there is a light in this country. That's where you are right now. You're going about your day. You showed up here on Sunday. You don't realize the light is shining and it is growing brighter. Forget the physical circumstances for a moment. So it's easy for us to travel up here, not just because we love this precious family. The light is here, and you are blessed to be part of a church that stands on the word of God. And here, I want to open with this, you, faithful remnant, have passed the test. You have passed the test, and you're in this room today. So it's very, very easy to be here. One of the very few spots in this land where the gospel is proclaimed and Christ is magnified. It's been almost two years. I remember some of you. It's been almost two years since I stood here and opened the word for you. Now listen, two years is not a long time, but I'm quite certain that it feels like a very long time, doesn't it? after the circumstances not only of two years, but ten months. Your church, in a number of ways, GBF, is a quite different church from two years ago. Is that not true? I hardly need to to say that. There's been joy, there's been pain. There's been sweet learning and painful growing. People have left. Maybe you might say to me, many people, Jason, have left. Friends have left. Family has left. Relatives have left, you would say. Two years ago, maybe if you were here during that first year of GBF, you'd say, I never would have imagined in August 2023, this is what would have happened to Grace Bible Fellowship. Grace Bible Fellowship saints, you may feel unsure this morning, and you may feel worn. But church, I want you to know, and what a joy it is to come here and proclaim this this morning. You are ready. Do you hear that? You are ready. You are ready this morning. God has brought you to and carried you through to arrive in this place in the church's history here today. Now, Grace Bible Fellowship, it is time. God has purified you. God has refined you. As such, I want you to know, saints, now is the time to truly begin, to be birthed. Now is the time. For you, those seeking to obey God's word, no matter what the cost, God has called now to begin anew here and be ambassadors of the Christ here in Lacrete. And so, saints, that's your charge this morning, to follow Jesus here and now, into this next phase of Grace Bible Fellowship's history. We simply pick up from where our brother Lauren took us in the history. And phase two begins today. For help, beloved, we head to a very appropriate place and letter this morning, so take your copy of God's Word and turn to the book of 1 Thessalonians. Turn to 1 Thessalonians. 
Just a very simple text and a very simple charge this morning. We're going to be in chapter 5, two verses, verses 12 and 13. Very straightforward. Let me just read these verses for you, and I'll introduce it and give it a, a closer look with you. Verses 12 and 13, look with me. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. Father, we pray that you would take this text in this morning and not only build up the saints here in Grace Bible Fellowship with Crete, but that you would be glorified. We beg and we pray in the name of Christ. Amen. This letter to the Thessalonian church was one of the earliest written in the New Testament. Estimates have it around 51 AD. So one of the earliest writings in the New Testament is open in front of you. More, it would have been written to this new church, listen, just months after it was planted. Catch that. Just months after it was planted, that's how you have this letter. In fact, it would have been written by Paul while he was still on his second missionary journey. That's how fresh this text is. And it's noteworthy, GBF, because you too are still new. In fact, I submit to you this morning that you are newer than you think you are. As I mentioned already, this is not just a new start today, but I want to submit to you something this morning spiritually. Grace Bible Fellowship, this is the start this morning. This is the start, truly. And We say that because God only begins and starts with a group willing to follow him in everything. Do you think back to the ministry of Jesus when he called the apostles? What did they do? Do you you remember that scene when he he called them and they dropped their net, but then work out arrangements so they could, could hang on to their net a little bit and follow Jesus? Or maybe, you know, worked out plans with Zebedee, you know, maybe I'll follow you a little bit and I'll I'll call you, talk to you. No. Do you remember that in Mark one? They dropped their nets, they left their father, and what? They followed him. Forsaking everything to follow Christ. That's you, right? Forsake all, family, and so on, for Christ. I'm looking out on a group, again, I I probably will say this quite a bit in the next few minutes, that is still here, a group that just excites me to be in front of you because you want to follow Jesus You want to do what his word says. That's exciting. Although sometimes we realize when we want to follow Christ, and we say we want to do what he says, when we claim sola scriptura, when we say only Christ, is this not true, beloved? We don't realize what we're asking for. Is that not true? We have to count the cost, and you have. We want the word, we think, until we hear and see what it calls us to do, and that's the test. That's the test of any good plant. God then sifts. And as James 1.22 says, we must be doers of the word and not hearers only. I love Brother Lauren, just great way with words at times. Said, this is just not another label. Sola Scriptura, Reformed Theology, whatever you want to call it. It's not a flavor of the month. It's life. Following the word of God has implications, and you know that. If we only heard and did not do, James says, we would be what? Deceiving ourselves. Beloved saints in this room, you're not deceiving yourselves. 
So Grace Bible Fellowship, you asked for the word, Sola Scriptura, you received it and you obeyed. Now with the group before us this morning, you are all ready to begin. Four years ago, you started gathering, as Lauren brought us through, but you are without an under-shepherd. Three years ago, as you heard, God provided one to you, landing in February 2020. And yes, you did not take long to recognize him, call him, and welcome him. And that makes sense for one like Pastor Mike Hovland. And you know him more now, and you've heard all the commendation and affirmation. He served you faithfully these past three and a half years. And not just faithfully, you know this fully and completely. He has spent himself for you. This passionate man of God loves the bride of Christ. Now listen, listen to me. He doesn't just love the bride of Christ generally, like a lot of Christians claim to do. A general love for Jesus. That's not Pastor Mike. This under-shepherd, GBF, listen to me, loves you. He loves you. You saints here at GBF, and you say, well, how do you know that? You Ontario fellow, how do you understand that being so far away? How do you know that? Listen to me, I hear it every two weeks. Pastor Mike and I correspond. And do you know what we talk about? His love for you. He loves you. That's a shepherd. Pastor Mike, listen, I've heard him boast of you. I've been blessed to hear that. I've seen him cry for you. And I've watched him cherish you. You faithful saints need to know that this morning. As such, you need no correction. The ones in this room need no correction or admonishment on how to follow your under-shepherd today. No, that's not the purpose. No, instead, receive this by way of affirmation and reminder of your ongoing heart and disposition. We hear from God's Word that this would be your encouragement to keep doing what you're doing. And what is that? Following the chief shepherd by way of the under-shepherd that he has given to you. As such, we'll examine these verses before us, and we're going to see three truths, very simple, three truths of a newly planted, young, obedient, and faithful church with our remaining time. That's what we're doing. These are truths that define and shape our approach to local church oversight and overseers. So they're this, the call to respect, one, the cause for love, two, and the calm with each other, three. GBF, let's look at God's instruction for us together. First, look at verse 12 with me, the call to respect. It says, we ask you brothers, stop there for a moment, brothers, or could be rendered brethren, your cue that the saints of the church are in view, right? You see that in the New Testament. When you see brothers or brethren, you know the address is to you saints. Paul then is turning to a young church with instruction for them. And what's the instruction? Look at verse 12. Continue with me. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord. The word of God's instruction is crystal clear here. I pray we see this. To respect and to respect who? Those, local church, who labor among you. And not just any and all that work. Not a call to respect any that work among us, although we should do that, of course. Respect the laborers among us. This text, this call to the local church says, respect specifically those who labor and are over you in the Lord. There it is. Those over a local church in the Lord are the overseers, the elders, the office given by the Lord. 
And that is here at Grace Bible Fellowship, a man like Pastor Mike, your, your pastor and teaching elder. Now I recognize, maybe if you're like me, part of a church plant a few years ago, maybe a young Christian, you're like, well, what does that mean? We're, we're, we're in a, a state of being birthed and learning about the Word and learning ecclesiology. What does it mean to follow a shepherd? That's a great question. Maybe you're not used to that. Maybe you don't know that. Well, the analogy, and you know it from the Psalms, Psalm 23, right through to 1 Peter 5. The imagery is what? Of a shepherd and a sheep. I want you to just think for a moment of the work of a shepherd and a sheep. It's intimate work. It's thorough work. But the sheep follow the shepherd. The work of a shepherd we see all throughout Scripture. The chief shepherd Christ and his sheep. The under-shepherds under Christ, but doing the work leading the sheep in local churches. And here, the one laboring over you, first officially being installed today in the Word and preaching and teaching is Pastor Mike. His labor over you is as a shepherd meeting you, counseling you, praying for you. It's not just labor, but listen, beloved, it's good labor. His is tough labor. His is anxious labor. Paul described his anxious toil for the churches. You know this text, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty nine, 29. The, the angst for the churches, that's Mike for you. And of course, church, you know that such a labor is shared here by Lauren and Will, meeting with Mike regularly. I think even today, sharing the service with these men. Always meeting, thinking, working with Pastor Mike. So encouraged this week hearing that Pastor Mike runs things by them. And they're learning the work of oversight, these two men. What a, a blessing, Lauren and Will, to meet with you this week. The GBF, I cannot be more encouraged. I was joking with the group last night. I can't be more encouraged. Two godly men. The articulation of the gospel, the heart for service, the tears for the work here. These are men being raised up with Mike for you. Oh, how blessed you are. These men, not yet elders, of course, but they're in the trenches with your pastor, learning, growing, being cultivated, shaped, humbled. Beloved, the call is thus to respect these men, respect them in their work. Show respect for Lauren and Will as they labor for you and help the under-shepherd Mike, your preacher, teacher. And show respect for your pastor, Pastor Mike, as he labors over you and shepherds you. Church, I just want to take literally a few seconds and share this with you. What is the glimpse of the shepherd? You, you may not know this. The long hours, I mean long hours every week, church, where Pastor Mike is studying a passage. His careful study, his thorough exegesis, his pointed exposition, that labor in teaching over you. Every two weeks, Mike knows this, I mention this from time to time, he convicts me of my work in my office. His endless study. And then his labor in meetings, when he's done studying the Word, his meetings with you, the counseling, the coffees, the lunch, the evenings. Some of that, yes, admonishment. Every sheep needs that. Myself, himself included, believe me. No under-shepherd likes to admonish, but they know that such work must be done. 
Because we, like sheep, all of us, what? We stray, don't we? We stray. And I'm thankful you have a shepherd like Mike. I think it's incredible, and I need to say this personally. This is just me. It is incredible for charges and accusations of someone wanting to save lives. A shepherd goes after sheep to save them from their own peril. That's the kind of shepherd you have. Not a hound. Not someone grievous. Someone that goes after the sheep because he loves them and knows that they're in peril. That's your shepherd. He will admonish you and he'll correct you where needed. And by the way, he is open to correction as well. As Lauren and Will will tell you. He's not rogue. His life is open to those willing to look as he labors over you. Why? Because Mike Hovland is type A. Is that why? He's just a type A guy. Or Pastor Mike just gets a kick out of leading like that. Is that why? No. No. Turn for a moment to Hebrews 13. Let's be reminded of this. This is why. Here we turn to the practical instructions for Hebrew saints in chapters 13. Let's zero in on verse 17. It says this. Let's complete this first point with this practical help. It says this, Obey your leaders and submit to them. Why? For they're keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. See that? Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Grace Bible Fellowship Saints, Pastor Mike labors among you, over you. Pastor Mike admonishes you and keeps watch over your soul. Listen, look down at that verse again. Fully knowing, Pastor Mike knows that one day he will give an account as an under-shepherd to the chief shepherd. He knows that. So church, as the verse says, let him do it with joy. Let that account be sweet. And how might you do that? Well, before we turn back to 1 Thessalonians, look at the command in verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them. This is a straightforward command. You have an under-shepherd. You have overseers. Those in training. An under-shepherd like Mike. You have leaders. Follow them as they follow Christ. This domain of obedience, of course, is in the local church. It's not leading without any exceptions. This is in the domain of the local church. So what does that mean? This is following Him, submitting to the elders of Grace Bible Fellowship in their spiritual oversight. As they teach according to God's Word, as Mike has. This is obeying biblical commands such as membership, gathering, and so on, and submitting to biblical counsel such as repentance and restitution. Follow Him as He follows Christ. Grace Bible Fellowship, it's of no advantage to you to resist God's authority. Now let's turn back to 1 Thessalonians and look at verse 12 again as we close this point. Remember, we respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Do that, church, as you begin anew today. So that's the call to respect. Continue in verse 13. Look at it with me. The cause for love. The cause for love. Let's look at it. And to esteem them, Paul continues, and to esteem them, who are the overseers, those over you in the Lord, very highly in love. Why? Because of their work. Paul continues with instructions to esteem those overseeing you. And note it, don't just esteem them or esteem them highly. What does the text say? Esteem them very highly. 
That would be the highest regard you could give. And even more, Paul addresses the heart. Beloved, I want you to look with me at this text and and, and look at it. There's nothing here, look at it, of a begrudging esteem. Nothing that says there, well, I guess I have to. I guess I have to esteem my leaders or some blessing will be withheld if I don't. There's nothing like that here. Nothing at all. Look again, esteem them very highly in love. Simply, God's word says here, love them. Love them. Highly love them much. Now, hearing that, what we can't miss here is the basis for this love. Let's not check out and miss this, GBF. Look at this. This is the basis and the reason for your love for your overseers. Look at it. What is it? Verse 13, because of their work. The text doesn't say love the office of elder and overseer, although I would submit to you, you should, because it's God's ordinance. But the text doesn't say love them because Mike moved up here. Took a chance on coming up Lacrete, so you know what? You should just love them and love the Hoblins. The text doesn't say that. It doesn't say love them because they're nice and they're kind and they're sweet, and you know the Hoblins are every bit of that, right? But the text doesn't say that. The text states plainly that our love for them, the focus of love for the overseer, the under-shepherd, is what? Look at it. Their work. Their work. Already talked about Lauren and Will, already seeing them work, being blessed to talk to them outside of a Sunday morning, even sometimes at a distance, seeing their work for you, hearing of their work for you. And as Pastor Mike continues to train up these elders in training, love them for their work. I've heard it and I've seen their work. Secondly, we've already mentioned Pastor Mike's tireless work among you, for you, his hours of study, his hours in meetings, his hours in prayer, his anxious concern. That is indeed the cause for love here, no question. But church, pause with me for a moment. There is more than just that. There is more. It's not just the quantity of Mike's work that's in view. In other words, it's not just that he takes a whole lot of hours in a week for you. In one sense, I might say anyone can do that. I submit to you, as we install Pastor Mike here today, it is the quality of his work we're recognizing as well. I remember, I believe it was two years ago, that the LSB translation came out. You might remember that, the Legacy Standard Bible out of Grace Community Church. Mike and I were talking about it, and we were blessed. We had a classmate that was on the translation committee of the LSB, and we were preparing with a Zoom meeting with him, and I'll never forget what Mike said. This still has just never left me, brother. He said, you know, I was going through the book of Ephesians in the LSB, and they got every verb right in the book of Ephesians. I just said to myself, Jason, do you even know every verb in the book of Ephesians? Incredible. That's, that's your pastor. One of the reasons I just love him so much. And not only did he say that they had it, they rendered it right. They did a good job with it. They did it well. Just astounding. You might recall Jacob mentioned this on the video. When Pastor James was imprisoned, Mike, still an elder, in one sense at a distance of a flock at Grace Life, could think nothing more. I remember him texting me. He's like, I'm I'm headed to Edmonton. We're still all processing James in cuffs in the orange jumpsuit. And there's Mike racing to the flock. 
There was, of course, that night where Mike got the news that one of you, one of your fathers had endured a very serious accident. I remember getting the text when Mike got in the car and he drove to high level and he spent the whole night with the family. Nothing else, GBF, mattered to your pastor that night than to be with a family suffering. And what you need to know is the work in his heart for each one of you. I remember talking to Mike, and it's come up already. He knew the cost of coming here. Listen, not because things are more at a grocery store, and not because he'll have to travel a distance. Listen, this is the cost he knew. He knew that this was a group, and again, maybe you not didn't realize what you're asking for, where the Word of God was in breaking a culture, shattering tradition, a light was going to burst forth in the creed. He knew the cost of coming up here. He knew that these 10 months was coming and a day when he would have to take a stand for what the Word of God said. And what Pastor Mike didn't say is like, well, you know what? There are other pastorates that I can take. He came here to be with you and to help you, not just in your orthodoxy, in your knowledge of the Word, but in your orthopraxy, how you live the Word. That's your pastor. Of course, these things aren't fun, but they are good and right and needed. And I can tell you it was because of his love for the work, his love for the word, his love for you. That's your pastor. That's the quality of his work. Paul says here, because of that kind of skilled, heartfelt, unique work, listen, love them. Can't say this enough and always like to say it publicly. When all the Hovlands are present, Pastor Mike and his family, probably some of the sweetest people we know. We are so privileged that they would call us friends, brothers and sisters. Just being with them is sweet. But Paul says here, turn our attention to the word. Your love for him is more than that. Your esteem for him is rooted in his work. Your love for him flows out of his labor for you. And And that, of course, is not the only reason you love him, but as an overseer, it's the main reason you love him. That's it. And by the way, in a healthy church, it's a reciprocal love. Look at chapter 1 of this letter, verses 2 and 3. This is a love that's reciprocated, meaning back and forth, right? Back and forth love between shepherd and sheep. Verse 2, Paul says, We give thanks to God always for all of you, Thessalonians local church, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. See that? One of the aspects Paul remembered fondly was the Thessalonians' labor of love. Beloved, as I've mentioned already, the same is true for Pastor Mike as he talks of you. Just before coming out here, Mike was telling me of you guys putting on the essential church. It's been an enduring motif since we've got here. We're always talking about what's going on in our local churches. And one of the things that's very clear, even as I walked in the door this morning, you guys love the work. Even Will was sharing with me. Like, they just key the door, Lauren and Will, and you guys get at it. You tech guys, young guys at the chairs, all the stuff that's happening today, It's beloved, the work that you do. And you just do it. This is what is going on at GBF. It's what's going on in a healthy church like Thessalonica and still today. You are loved by your pastor for the work that you do. Exactly what we see in this church 
today. Saints, it's clear at GBF, love flows both ways. And listen to me, a day like today is the testimony of that. Again, Mike's love for the work affirms his calling as your pastor and shepherd. As such, esteem Pastor Mike very highly in love because of his work. It's the cause for love. One more, a few minutes and we're done. The calm with each other. The calm with each other. Look at the final part of verse 13. Look at it with me. It may seem like a strange appendix to these verses, right? Be at peace among yourselves. Do you see that? Like, well, how does that tie in? Be at peace among yourselves. This final exhortation indeed may seem like an odd addition to what you just come before, the command to be at peace with each other. You may say, looking at this text this morning, why here? Why important in regards to our approach to leaders and overseers? Well, beloved, I believe you understand this more than ever on this day after the past 10 months. Do you not? You now fully understand the force of this text. Thessalonica, remember, would have been a new church plant, and in the account of its birth in Acts 17, that's Paul's initial missionary arrival, remember the accusation was the men have arrived in our town, Paul and his group, have turned the world upside down and have come here also. Do you remember that? In Acts 17.8, it's reported that the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. Now, to be clear, the planting of Grace Bible Fellowship was not really like Paul's plantings, right? It's true, it didn't go that way here. However, I do believe some of you have felt, and maybe most potently this past year, that this man, Pastor Mike, has turned some things upside down. Maybe you feel that. He's turned some things upside down. And I wonder if some have been disturbed by the hearing of these things. I wonder. Grace Bible Fellowship, this plant has not unfolded precisely as you thought. There's been rapid growth. You've experienced that. Followed by a number of significant departures. There's been strong, solid teaching followed by silent, sideline protests. That's enough for any young Thessalonian in the faith, not to mention any one of you young church planters in Lacrete, maybe to be a bit shaken, right? What just happened these past 10 months? What just happened? What's going on? This is not how it normally goes, is it? And maybe this morning it's unsettling. The Word of God says to a similar group, now hear this, GBF, be at peace among yourselves. Be at peace among yourselves. In other words, God's word said this, you cannot control how peaceful things are outside these walls. You cannot control the talk in the street, in the shop, the gossip, the accusation, the words in families around tables. You cannot control that. But you can control the peace amongst yourselves. And this is, GBF, the most glorious part. Church, you are right here, right now. You are squarely in the middle of God's revealed will. He says, follow me in everything, no matter what the cost, says Jesus, over and over again in the Gospels. 
And I'm looking out on a group that has. That has. And obedience, I pray for you, beloved, always brings peace. We always tell our boys that. Obedience brings peace every time, and you have been obedient. Peace with God, I pray in your own heart. And GBF Saints, peace as well with each other. What peace to be in God's will, knowing that you're following Him obediently. I pray these past ten months as the arrows fly, the sleep has been sweeter. You've counted the cost. Loved ones have departed. Maybe they have a word to say about you being here, but listen to me. From an outsider coming in, you must be at peace. You are following Jesus, just like he told you it would go down, did he not? You are living well. And you remain together here. Now listen, one last practical comment on peace here. This command is not given to develop a bunker around you or to create an us versus them mentality. No, this is to give you peace among yourselves. And with respect to those departing, choosing not to submit to God's word, God's word says in Romans 12, 18, after outlining all kinds of peaceful living within the local church, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So church, rest in the peace you have with God and his people. And listen, if I can add this, pray for them. Pray for repentance and pray for them. So that's your charge today, Grace Bible Fellowship here in La Crete. Respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord. Esteem them very highly in love. That's your cause because of their work. And be at peace among yourselves. Now with the call of the word of God fresh in our minds, let us now formally recognize and commend your pastor, Mike Hovland. To do that, I'm going to call up Lord and Will to do that with me as we formally install him as your shepherd. Well, we talked about Paul's missionary journeys already in his first missionary journey. Remember, he was set apart with Barnabas for the work of the Lord, and the text says they laid hands on him. We're going to endeavor to do that here today, and I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me as we just pray over Mike. If you want to take a knee, brother, I'm going to pray over him. Let's pray together as we look to commend him to the Lord. Our Father in heaven, it is in the presence of you, the mediation of your Son, and the many witnesses here in this room, and of course our fellowship in Christ Jesus, who is the judge of the living and the dead, that we commend to you for your service, for the service of the work here in the Crete, Pastor Mike Hovland. We pray as we commend him to you, and as we heard already, that he would preach the word in every season, that he would reprove the saints here, that he would rebuke them and exhort them with complete patience and teaching. Because, Father, as this precious group has already realized, the time is coming and maybe is now here when people will not endure sound teaching. Their ears will itch, as they accumulate teachers to suit their own passions, and they will turn away from listening to the truths 
and wander off into myths. As such, Father, grant to Mike, your servant, a whole heart. Unite his heart to fear your name. Give him resolve. Give him courage. Give him love and strength to shepherd the flock at Grace Bible Fellowship. Bless him and keep him. When he is weary, refresh him. When he is tempted, give him way of escape. When he is weak, strengthen him. Cause him always in this office to turn to you. Remind him, our dear brother, that apart from you, he can do nothing. Oh God, continually bring him to his knees. In this posture before the assembly, Lord, let it figuratively be his posture in every hour of work that he does. And pray for this assembly at Grace Bible Fellowship, Lord. Help them to follow Pastor Mike, their under-shepherd, as he follows Christ. Warm their hearts to the quality and the quantity of work of their under-shepherd. Continue to build up Lauren and Will as they look to come alongside, share the load in this office of oversight here. And Lord, this flicker this growing beam of light in Lacrete, burst it forth in this next phase. Be glorified. May your name be exalted, we pray, as we again commend Pastor Mike to you for this work here. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.